This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to Thought Criminals, everybody. It's happening. It's finally here. We did it. We made it for you. Amir Odom, social commentator, political commentator, bad bitch, everybody's favorite Instagram infographic creator, and we're here discussing a few things today, one major one being Kanye West, but that's not all, that is not all, we're talking about, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, the, the triggery issues and things that drive us a little bit nut. We're talking about nut. <laughs> We're talking drive us a little bit nuts. We're talking about Ukraine. Talking about um, the wild things that come out of what the conservatives would call the left, which is debatable. We get into a little bit of that. We actually discussed because Amir is is more aligned with a, the kind of a center right personality. We talk about some of the problems he has with the right. Um, getting into some trans stuff, you know, just the things, just the things. But we do talk about Kanye a lot. So here's what I'm asking from you. If you're here, which you are because you're listening to this right now, it's weird, very meta, very meta. Um, as you listen to us discuss Kanye, I want you to withhold judgment, try and put your emotion behind you and really understand what we're trying to do here. Um, we want to listen to what he has to say to hear where it's coming from, even though we both acknowledge that he's doing this poorly, very poorly. So just keep that in mind as we go through here. Okay. It's a lot. It's a lot to talk about and it's, it's heavy and there's, there's something in there worth discussing and not just sweeping under the rug. And I think that's a, that's a valuable way to look at everything, especially controversial figures that you're being told to hate. We can do better than that. We can do better than that as a society. So check it out, guys. Enjoy yourself. The full video version of this conversation is on YouTube. I would love your support over there. We had to actually restart the YouTube channel because COVID uh, killed it. It actually is one of the COVID deaths. (laughs) The old YouTube channel, it wasn't like taken down, but we were getting like three views. So now we have 20% of the, the, the subscribers we used to have. And um, we get about 10 times as much traffic. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. Uh, But yeah, I've loved some support over there. And also you can support this show by supporting our sponsor, Element, D-R-I-N-K, com slash wanders. We'll get you a delicious, sugar-free, hydrating electrolyte beverage with magnesium, salt, and other essential electrolytes. It's delicious. You can use it as a drink mixer. You can use it in your big Nalgene bottles if you're going hiking. If if you're at the gym, I love having Element at the gym. Especially, it's funny because in the wintertime, you don't think about drinking as much water. and We're getting on that wintertime kick right now. But you sweat a lot at the gym because maybe the heater's on or you got sweats on. So it's really important to stay hydrated, guys. And and the best way to do that is by being efficient with your water consumption and getting the most out of it. And Element helps you do that while also making it super palatable and delicious. Oh, can't beat it. Hit it in the morning. Hit it at night. Do what you got to do. But what you want to make sure that you are focused on is staying moist on the inside. DrinkElement.com slash 
Wanders, and that'll get you a free variety pack with your order. So if you want to try the watermelon or grapefruit, or my two recommendations is just the, my favorite flavors. And then if you put it, if you go to drinkelement.com slash wanders, you get a variety pack with that. So you can try all the other flavors as well and see which ones you like the best. But that's enough of that. The link for that is in the show notes. The links to all of Amir's stuff, his website, his Instagram, all that stuff is in the show notes as well, as well as the link for our Patreon and the YouTube, all the things. Scroll on down, click some links, join some stuff, be a part of the conversation. Now enjoy the show with Amir Odom, everybody. Amir, we're finally giving the people what they want. They've been asking for it for so long, Connor. We're finally <laughs> here. We just said, you know what? F it, we're going to do it. I know, and we scheduled it within like 24 hours. We just turned it around. We're just like, done. done. Yesterday, you're like, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, bet. I'm ready. Three <laughs> o'clock, let's go. I think we got to get one thing out of the way, um, which people really always are always asking me about. How into me is Brett Cooper? That's the real question that people want to know. What do you mean? What's into me? Like into you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, not a lot. Not at all. Dude, she's always looking to liking my old photos, <laughs> responding to my stories with like kissy she, emojis. It's mm, it's getting a little she, bit. It's getting a little uncomfortable, honestly. She's my favorite. Um, <laughs> it's just so funny whenever like she posts a picture of us, whether it's on her story on her feed. How many people are like, oh, he's public enemy number one, or who's this guy? And it's like, I'm gay. <laughs> I do not want any of that. I'll pass. Uh, but no, that's the bestie. Love her. Yeah, she seems like I really, I like root for her. For, as far as the people at the Daily Wire, like, I, yeah. I I feel bad. She did follow me for a little while, and I, she, doesn't really, she doesn't really blow my DMs up. That was obviously a joke. But, like, mm-hmm. she, uh, she did some thing for the Daily Wire that I critiqued on the show, and I kind of felt bad. Cause I'm like, I really like this person, but... The takes were yeah. cringe, you know what I mean. <laughs> like <they were> cringe. <laughs> Bless. It, was like a, it was about the big, the big quit and that stuff. And I'm like, it was very like daily wirey. And I'm like, this has mm. very little to do with like Brett on her own. But uh, I do love it. Y- y'all's friendship is like so fun to watch. It makes me like really Jeez. excited to come to Nashville. Yeah. People love it. We're gonna hope to make more videos soon. So that'll be fun. I hope so. But really, what got us into all this is Kanye. And we were just talking before we started recording that Kanye is kind of a symptom of like what. There's a lot more going on outside of Kanye that like has manifested in his, and I think it's safe to say like he's having, I've been around people who have like a little bit of a, a mental break. Like I feel like he's in something like that, but he's also kind of a genius. So you get these like crazy, like you see that with like Stanley Kubrick and these different people, like they just, they're on a different wavelength. Like there's that, that line between right. genius and crazy is real, real. It thin. takes a lot of time to actually dissect what they mean and what they say because they're just throwing things at that high level. It's like, you need to say if he makes a three hour long podcast interview, you're spending another three hours dissecting it just because it's mm-hmm. that sparsed out. Yeah, and he's got a lot. You can tell he's angry. And what my kind of take on it was, I think Lex Friedman did the best job of the. I mm-hmm. just listened to the, the drinking champs like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to that while I was duck hunting, so I like actually ended up waking up at one in the morning and just like went because I it was actually I was gonna wake up at two, but I woke up at one, so I was just like mm-hmm. driving for like four or five hours that day around, and I was just listening to that the whole day, so I was like immersed in it and kind of halfway like awake and asleep. And so I was listening to this, and I'm like, man, this guy is like, he's on one, but you could tell there was like something to it, and I think like blaming it all on the Jews is a, is a, is a, is, a, is a bit much. 
right? Like yeah. it's like, it, I, I think, think there's I mean, a different way to go about it. There's a way different way to go about it. And what I was trying to say whenever I was even breaking it down for my show was I want to see where he's coming from here. Like, what is he, what mm-hmm. is it? What is, what is this coming from here? Even that, like even saying like my biggest thing was that I heard him saying really resonate with me. You don't see these in the clips was he really wanted the black community to operate more like the Jewish community does. Yeah. He was jealous, and like just jealous, jealous of the Jewish community. Yeah. And, and it's not a secret that like, if we look at the percentage of black folks that there are in the United States and the percentage of Jewish folks that there are in the, in the United States and like how many, if you look at the CEOs of company, the founders of companies, you know, these, you go down that rabbit hole and like, there's a lot more Jewish folks that are way better off and more, more powerful than there are black folks. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's just objectively Tenfold. true. That's yeah, just not as a at, fact. And when you look at the entertainment industry, it's like, and I said this about, um, I was talking to my wife about this. It's like any singular ideology that is, that is, you know, the head of every major music media company, mm-hmm. every major music label, like if it doesn't matter if it's Christians, black people, white people, like if it's, if it's homogeneous in, in some way, like I have a problem with that in general. Right. Yeah. Like with, when it comes to Israel and stuff like that, I get called anti-Semitic. It's like, I just pr- principally have an issue with ethno states. Like that's yeah. just to me is like, it doesn't matter if it's Iran, Iran, like all of that, all Israel, like to me, it's all the same. It's like ethno states in general aren't, I'm a secular government principal, principal doctor. Right? Yeah. I don't like Christian nationalism either. Like it's, it's, it's equal opportunity. You know, I mm-hmm. just happen to live in a state where, or a country where, you know, we have really Christianity as the dominant force. And yeah, so I criticize like that one. more than otherwise. But I, I, I try to like zoom out of this. And look into it. I'm curious, like, what have you seen as a as a black man, especially? And, and you've mm-hmm. been around. I mean, you were at this. You were at the premiere of Candace Owens' um, yeah. BLM video. You know, you were there. You've been around more of this, and and I, I just I'm curious what your take is on all of it. Yeah, I think it's it's unfortunate that the way it's going down and how he said certain things. I feel like it could have been done a different way, but overall, it's it was twofold because on one end you have the black community that low-key don't even care about what he said about the jews like they just don't care they're more pissed about his stance on george floyd and being you know with candace owens and all that and then you have the jewish community that's mad about obviously the defcon and all that stuff so it's a double whammy and everybody thinks they're together they're together and that they want to cancel kanye but not together on the same principle and Kanye's been talking about this a lot in his recent interviews is that no one's everyone's too focused on Kanye and not why Kanye was mad Mm -hmm. or why uh Kanye got to that point and I think that's the point that's getting kind of diluted and it's kind of unfortunate to see especially being that he even called it out you know like some people are saying oh he wanted to get out his contracts sure but the fact that he knew what to do to get out the contracts is a problem to me in the first place because it's like why is it that um he says certain things about the jewish community which a lot of it is just out of jealousy like we just talked about um and he gets canceled like this like to the the, not even alex jones level (laughs) yet (laughs) yet he can talk all the stuff about the black community and it's fine or, or the or a lot of people talk about like straight white male or about white men in this nation every race gets crapped on except for really one um and it it's bothering me to see this unfold the way it is even if it's wanted or not 
it's still unfortunate because I see a black man who was the richest black man in this country telling people what's happening in the fashion industry, which is dominating and the music industry, which is dominating and everyone's ignoring him. Yeah. And so you would think that you would listen to someone of that caliber. And a lot of people just aren't, um, that's, that's what I said on the show is that, I mean, I've been around, say like I've been around reasonably famous people as you have, and it's, yeah. and that's not a, a flex by any stretch of the imagination, but you see, especially when you're like partying and doing drugs with relatively famous people, like how you start to see a little bit of what's going on, right? You see oh, a little yeah. bit of like the dark underbelly of shit, right? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I, and with my limited experience as a nobody, right? Mm-hmm. I understand that Kanye has seen more Dark, nasty shit. And when I say dark, nasty shit, I don't mean like crack alleys and shit like that. Nothing like that. I'm not talking about like mm-hmm. the stuff you see on the streets. Like if you go to downtown Denver or whatever city. Right. In the middle, and that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the dark underbelly of like the powerful, rich folks in the world. He's seen more of that shit than I have. And I understand mm-hmm. that, you know, and he is a little out there and he is bipolar, right? Like I think that that's right. pretty under, well understood. And he's going to go off the rails. But to me, it's very similar to Alex Jones, where I'm like, this guy has seen some things that I haven't seen. I have to sift through what he's saying to try to get to what I'm trying to get to out of it. I've got to like sift. It's like I have to fine tooth comb it like I'm painting for gold, right? You got to work. You have to work to listen to these people. It's hard. But I I understand that like this guy's seen things I haven't seen. So there's something in here for me to listen to, whether whether I know what it is yet or not. And I try and look at it without, you know, without while well, being relatively objective. And then I zoom out and I'm like, okay, really? I mean, what he's saying, and I'm not, this is, I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic here. I really, I've even said this, and this is my kind of disclaimer. I think the Jewish mm. faith is actually really interesting. Yeah. I find it kind of intriguing. And I've, I've getting into as being relatively agnostic and objective about these things. Like, which ones are, like, I think Christianity is kind of boring, to be honest with you. Right? I think North mythology is really rad. I think Judaism is kind of interesting. It's like there's there's something in there, you know? Right. Uh, I find Buddhism and, and Taoism really interesting to me. That's just my own, you know, subjective view of the thing. But when you think about it, it's like we can have a conversation like Ben Shapiro can jump on the Daily Wire and talk about black-on-black crime, right? You can talk about black-on-black crime. You can talk about um, uh, Mexicans bringing fentanyl over the border, right? Mm-hmm. You can have that conversation. Right, you can talk about toxic white cis men or whatever. Right, mm-hmm. all culturally okay. You can't talk about Jews ever. You can't criticize Jews, right? Which I understand mm. this. There's the Jewish folks, and I get that there's like a lot of trauma there. There's also a lot of trauma in the Native American community, in the Black community, in the poor white there's community. Trauma everywhere. Everywhere, right? So it's like I understand that your people went through something really hard in the 1940s. And it's a, it's disgusting and it's tragic and nobody defends that. If you're a Holocaust and I were having a different conversation, but like in my lifetime, I've never seen that from the Jewish community. I've seen the Jewish community be incredibly incl- uh, exclusive of everyone else mm-hmm. and very successful. Like, and you think about this, like there's that, that kind of cliche or that stereotype of like the Jewish mother that's like, you need to find a good Jewish boy or girl, you know, like that's, that, that they yeah. want to keep, like there's something about that, which I think is kind of beautiful, right? It's right. like the Jewish people, because of, millennia really of like oppression in some sort of way have become very tight knit and kind of look out for their own. That's fine. If my mom said, I want you to find a nice white girl. Like I would think that was really weird. You know what yeah. I mean? As a, as a race. Yeah, like it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's rough. you're in a mixed race relationship. It's like, you don't, I don't think about those kind of things, but Jewish people think about those things. I would say more than most, maybe Catholics right. would be up there as well, but that's a belief. And system, it's not, not a race. anti-Semitic to point that out. 
I know it's and it's fine. It's fine. Like it's and that's cool. I think it's. But then I look at Kanye and I'm like, it seems like he kind of wants more of that in the black community. And I think he's he's mm. he's projecting a lot of that onto just like the Jewish people. He wants that, and he's projecting it on the Jewish people just because primarily all the people who he's dealt with in this sphere are all Jewish. Yes. And so he's lumping to them together the same way Ben Shapiro lumps people together. And just because we hear terms like the black community or the Mexicans or the Asian community doesn't mean that everyone thinks it's a broad stroke of everyone. Yeah. Like when Kanye said, oh, the Jewish controlled media, I'm not looking at my friend who's Jewish and saying, oh, you're controlling the media. Like, I, I understood <laughs> what he meant. Like, I think most yeah. people understood what he meant by that. Yeah. And you're right. I think he is just jealous of the way that their communities ran, and he wants that for black people. And he sees that people capitalize off of keeping black people down. Kanye says they're all Jewish. I haven't looked into that for myself. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't, maybe it's just a majority of them Jewish, I don't know. But there is a a kind of systemic, should you say, effort, I feel, to strategically keep the black race uh, self-destructing um, through the means of abortion and through the means of pushing the music and this narrative and, and this degeneracy that we always see. Like... Candace Owens always talks about it. We don't see successful black families anymore like we do back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. All you see is the world thought, like the real housewives fighting each other. You see the rappers shooting and killing each other, and it's all promoted. It's all yeah. rewarded in this community. And you have record label executives picking and choosing who to sign. It's like, here's a conscious rapper who raps about positivity and spits bars or hear someone who's rapping about shooting and killing someone. Let's prop this guy up and give him a check. It's like, so to a certain point, these people do need to be brought down. And, yeah, and I think, yeah, I think there can be a little bit of both. And I, this is something like coming as a, as a white kid from rural Texas, like I used to yeah. love Tupac. I still love Tupac. Right. But like mm -hmm. back in the day, I had like a 15 inch subwoofer in my truck and I'd like listen to Tupac. And like, Bless. If, you, if you listen to Tupac, like, it was, I would say, like what they would call like them thugs back in the day. <laughs> I was like, I'm not against rap. I'm not against, but I am against them thugs. Right. Uh, the Bone Thugs Harmony had that as an intro, one of their songs. But it's like, if you look at, if you look at hit, like Tupac's lyrics versus what you see today, right? It's mm -hmm. like a lot of his stuff, like he talks, right, rap, talking about how we treat each other poorly. Like we don't, we know, like I, the same thing Kanye is saying, like our people are sick. Mm -hmm. You know, the way we treat women is fucked. Like, hey, like talking to his mom about how his mom, like, like did so much for him and how sorry he is for putting her through all that bullshit as he grows into a man. And he's like glad that he's still alive and made it through the shit that he went through. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, there's a way to do it, but now it's like, there's not, it was balanced. Right. In the same way that like country music has its, its equivalent of like, you know, drugs and bitches. Right. Like it's like beer and trucks and tight jeans. It's the same <laughs> shit. Right. But at the same time, it's balanced out with like, you know, love and family and it, it has a it balances it out and i think that that's you you're absolutely right with like it within like a hip-hop community or like black culture one type gets elevated more than the other and there's yeah. not that like that that balance there where it's like yeah when you're a young man you could be you're gonna be wild and doing silly shit mm -hmm. like that's part of growing up but there's, there's, there needs to be a both of like oh man like realizing your bullshit 
taking ownership of yourself, you mm-hmm. know, realizing you're, you know, and that's part of like just growing up. And I think that there's, there's a lot of, a, a lot of one and not the other in, in those communities. And it's, and oh, it's for sure. primary pointed at a certain people. And then it's, yeah, it's rough, man. I can, I can totally see that. I see it. And I think it's a valid point. And there's not, you know, and this is one thing that trips me out. I wanted to kind of get your take on this is you have people like Candace Owens, which I know that she's attention seeking when she says this, but like systemic racism doesn't exist. She'll say that. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you have Kanye talking about the reality of the CIA leaking cocaine into black communities, right. locking up black leadership, you know, and calling them gang leaders, even though it wasn't the case. You've got credible threats of the FBI killing Martin Luther King, one of the greatest black leaders that's ever lived. Right. And how can you how can you have those same understandings and be like, well, so that, how is that anything but systemic racism? Right. Right. I guess it's. Honestly, this may just be a case of friends just disagreeing. I mean, yeah. you and I don't agree on everything. Um, so I think it's it's simply just a case of Candace not really seeing Kanye's point on that. Yeah. Um, but if she does, then I hope that she corrects it or stands against it or calls it out. Because I think it's twofold. I think the systemic racism that the left typically talks about I think that's different than the systemic racism that we are talking about and that Kanye talks about because I feel like a lot of left just says, Oh, white people above you, keeping you down or, Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. And that's just not the case for me. Yeah. When it's it's scapegoating too, it's like the white folks do this and it's like, Hey man, Richard Nixon did this shit. Like I had nothing to do with that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like we legal because of Nixon and that his racism, I think it's absurd. And I, you know, my dad was in jail for this shit too. Like I don't like it Mm -hmm. at all. Right. Whereas it's just, the systemic that we're talking about with like the rap industry or the cocaine, whatever that may be. um, People really don't call it systemic racism and they, and they, they probably should be called that um, because it's keeping it down. Uh, But yeah, I think it may just be a case of people disagreeing with each other, but that whole topic reminds me of a conversation I had with my spouse and we were talking, who is white and we were talking about um, his race in general and he was saying, what's the main difference between white and black people to you? And I said, freedom. I think white people are just free to do whatever the hell that they want to do. If you have a white person that wants to go hiking, they go hike. You have a white person that wants to stay home and cook, they cook, ride bikes, whatever it may be. Rap about country, rap about um, rap, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're free to do whatever. But black people are in this tiny ass box. And if you stray away for a second, you get your black cards taken away. Why are you acting white? Why are you talking white? Why are you eating white people food? It's like this tiny little box. And it's also keeping the black people down because you also really have a majority of black people rapping and gang rap because if they dare try anything else, they're going through a lot of shit to get there. Mm-hmm. Black country artists, they go through a lot of shit. Black pop artists, they go through a lot of shit. Why are you singing like a white girl? Like we're just not allowed to do anything. And we're stuck in this like Kanye says, a slave-like mentality where we have to abide by these rules that are ultimately self-destructing. And if we stray away from that, you get called out. And it's frustrating to see that unfold still to this day in 2022. And I, I just wish that black people were more free to do what they want to do and realize that they don't have to shit on each other nonstop to get to that point. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that's I never thought about it from that perspective because I'm not... I'm not black, so I wouldn't be, I'm mm-hmm. not really in that community to deal with that, but we have a lot more flexibility. Yeah. And like, yeah. Well, we can, you can go all over the place. You're not going to get yeah. shit on. You'll get bullied, but like, you can get shit. I mean, shit on, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's different. Right. It's not like you're betraying your people. 
Like, I mean, that's what it's exactly. Like, it's, it's, There's it's no different. white person like, coming oh, you to you. Maybe a pussy about. or something like that, but it's like, or you, you right. know, whatever. Like, no one say, "Oh, Connor, you're not white anymore. This is a disgrace." Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, like and it's real. Like, call me like, Uncle Tom or whatever that shit is. Right. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that, and I feel like that's one thing with again, like. We, in the last few years, I've seen this when it comes to race is like, there's not really, it's, it's hard for a white person to even have any kind of like criticism or even observation. I wouldn't say criticism, just observations about the black community at all. It's mm-hmm. like, well, no, you're, you know, you're, it's like, you're oppressive by just mentioning that. And it's like homophobia within the black community mm-hmm. is like a, I think it's oh, a problem. I, like, it's I think high. it's a problem. Yeah. It's like, super I don't think, high. like white folks don't give a fuck who's gay really. Unless it's like, you're like some backcountry ass, like, yeah, you know, somebody who's Let's not around gay folks. Yeah, you like living on bumfuck the, Egypt, they really those don't people care, aren't like but. around people. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. It's like whatever. It's like if you're not but around gay people folk, and, you're, and you're homophobic, like whatever, dude. Like that's it's cool. like the meme I uh, posted the other day. Someone asked me if me and Brett Cooper were dating, and I posted the meme of the gay guy, whatever the guy in church. I ain't gay no more. I like women, <laughs> and you see the whole congregation crying. They're praising Jesus. He's like, I'm not gay anymore. And, Everyone's applauding, and I'm like, "Cause it's like funny, but like low key fucked up." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like what is happening here? Why is this woman yeah. crying? Oh, this to get so hyped on it. But it's yeah, so it's, absurd. But it's Kanye so spoke on that. Kanye was like the the most censored person right now is the white man. A white man talks about a woman, he's sexist. Talks about gay people, he's homophobic. Talks about black people, he's racist. It doesn't end. Yeah, it doesn't end at all. Where it's and that's what we. Uh, that's actually I have a friend. It's my other my other gay black friend. There's two of you guys out there in the world. We're gonna I fight. Know, he's a, he's a Chicago lib too. We have a, we're on different ends of the of the spectrum. I'm from Chicago. We can run up. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like he was like, well, what if what if white people were as scared, um, to talk about black folks on the media as they are to talk about Jewish folks on the media? And I was like, I don't really think you should be scared to talk about anybody. But if you're being, it just depends. It depends if you're being absurd. Like there's some absurd shit. Like there's some absurd shit on MSNBC, but it's a different flavor of absurd than like on Fox mm. News. Like Laura Ingram, right? Being like, right. all these school shooters are, are are users. They smoke weed, and I'm like, oh. lady, you're. I don't know what year you think this that is, was but you're so like, bad. It's just and she keeps going. She like she's on it. She's done it. She did that several nights in a row, and like it acts as if that's thing. She's like hard drugs, like LSD, and I was like, LSD is not a hard drug. I was on LSD yesterday. Mood. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mood. Like I microdose LSD like two times a week at least. It makes me, you know, I get I get the most done. It's great and that's like i'm way safer than adderall like which is oh. she's totally fine with right so uh, i was even getting that there but it's like i get it, but it's like saying that stuff out right like getting it out there if you're if you're really racist you're really anti-semitic like i don't think there's and this is a, such a controversial opinion now but like let the people talk like, yeah. let them talk and have a conversation with them that's what i loved about lex friedman as a jewish man coming in and he also told kanye to fuck off one time because kanye yeah. kind of got a little fired up and he was like dude fuck you like why do you not trust me? Like, I, you know, I'm giving you a platform here to have this conversation and trying to have a good faith. But Kanye's been kind of fucked over, you know? Yeah. And, but I it's agree. also, it's hard. It's, he, he said this on the drinking champs. It's like, he's not going to get the sympathy vote. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a billionaire or was. Mm-hmm. And um, he's done really well for himself. It's just, it's tricky as fuck. And there's so much going on. And, and I'm trying to get, like, trying to just get in there and, and understand, like, what can even be done going forward to keep, this from happening again. Like, is there, are there, is this, does somebody need to openly say like, Hey, somebody from that community, like we were keeping people out of this. Right. Cause mm. it's like that, 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 that money. He said this on the drinking champs. It's the one thing that really stuck with me was like, you've got these guys that'll take the best and the brightest from the black community, milk them for all they're worth. And then Stevie wonder son's got to get a job. 
And I was like, holy shit, I never thought about that. Yeah. Right? Whereas, like, Elvis's family is still fucking living on Elvis money. But Stevie Wonder's, you know what I mean? It's like, is yeah. one better than the other? Like, they both made an equal number of incredible and hits that are still Kanye going. talks about a little bit of this in the, um, the Lex interview about how long story short like it was him Virgil and some other guy and they were trying to come together to build this fashion empire but then they got poached and they got hired to work at all these other firms and it goes back to what Kanye was talking about how they he can't even build a true empire because everyone just keeps getting milked out yeah he was even saying that like he only has two what he said like two black people that worked at the at his at his shop out of like 300 yeah Mm -hmm. And that's, he even said that he goes, okay, so I've said all this stuff. Now, if I want to make an all black company, that seems because I've gone so wild and said this crazy shit, like that seems mm -hmm. normal. That seems reasonable. He's like, I went so far, which I used to do that with my clients back in the day. Cause I would do crazy shit mm -hmm. like psychedelic wise. I'm like, yeah, maybe don't do that. But like, let's tone it back a little bit. And that seems right. reasonable. Whenever you've gone to a 10, like a three seems reasonable when, if you only lived a one, a three seems extreme. And I think it's like, yeah, I mean, I can, I can totally see, I would love to see what, could happen with an all black fashion company or right. all black record label. But like then what again, would but, they, but would they get shut out of the industry by a, a group of people who have all that, all have the industry by the balls right now? It's like at some point, it's like, where do you, can you even be crazy? Like, what should critic criticize individuals? Right. Like I said that a bunch. Right. I'm like, okay, but if he criticized individuals and all those individuals happen to be Jewish, he's still going to be called an anti-Semitic. Because he's going to be targeting only Jewish people. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Even though he may just be that only people that have worked with him. And it's like, mm -hmm. I have friends that are Jewish people, Jewish people in the entertainment industry or the PR, mm -hmm. you know, doing that kind of thing. And it's like, I reached out to one. I was like, what do you think about this? And he goes, I don't think he has bad intent. That's kind of what he was saying. He's not trying to be hurtful here. Mm -hmm. Is that a Jewish friend saying that? Or? Yeah. 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 I was going to say all my Jewish friends, they're like, F this dude. Like, I mean, I got, I got into it on Twitter with some degree. folks, but yeah. To the 10th degree. It's just like, how far is this going to go and how long is this going to last? Because we all see it. We mm -hmm. all see what happens when you talk about a certain group. And it's like, I think going forward from this, what can happen is one, Kanye is free from all his contracts and he still has a lot of support um, from the fan base. So you can, he finally has the leverage to, and even way more money than before to um, build his own things and sell it that way and make a bigger profit, I guess. But another topic that can be changed is the whole music industry and this whole industry as a whole, like that can be a topic now. We can move on from what he said and focus on why he said it mm -hmm. and see what is he talking about? Because now I even have my mom texting me a bunch of articles and stuff like, what is this or what's this? She's asking a lot of questions. He's opened it up. I feel like a lot of Jewish people say he's opened the floor up for a lot of anti-Semitism and people not liking Jews. I feel like he's opened the door up for people to ask questions and asking I'm, questions does not mean I hate a Jewish person asking questions. just means I'm asking a question. Well, here's the thing. And I mean, this is going to be my, my one line from here is going to get pulled out and it's going to be called, I'm going to call all kinds of things, but I believe this criticism isn't racism and criticism is not anti-Semitism. That shouldn't I, I be controversial. That's, like, is, that's not controversial. It doesn't have anything to do with your religion. If, if if somebody tried to herd you guys up or some shit like they did in, in Nazi Germany, I'd be fighting on your side. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, yes. it's like I, got, I take up arms for you. 
You know what I'm saying? In that whole mm-hmm. situation, you're not, I'm not gonna. It's, like, this isn't. We don't live in that. I think it's. We need to also understand it's not the 1930s. I get that there's again trauma yes. there, but lots of communities have trauma, and that isn't an excuse to like. And it's it's so weird when you when you get this place where it's like no one can say anything, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. scared to say something. <laughs> Anomaly said it's like uh, it's like throwing water on a witch. It's just they just ah. It's just like no matter what happens. <laughs> well, that's I, mean, I keep coming back to Ben Shapiro, but he's such a good. Uh, like, uh, like Ben has some qualities that I really like. Like he's incredibly objective to the point of like his legal analysis is really good, mm-hmm. but his anything that has to do with like real people living normal lives, like he just is so out of touch with that because that's not how he lives his life. He just does, he, he's not familiar with like humaning, like being a person. In my opinion, like he's you know what I mean. It's like that's not really his strong suit is like Humaning. being a person. <laughs> so, you know, that's fair. Um, so, but it's like his whenever he talks about like constitutional law, I always want to listen because I'm like, oh, he's like he's so objective that it, it, it's like, you know, he very is like not emotional. But when it comes to this, like if you criticize Israel in any way, oh, like he's he goes off and it's like he's like okay, so if you were to say like something was oppressive or racist or whatever, he'd be like, no, 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 no. You know, like he'd Ben Shapiro himself around. Yeah, and that's you, a problem. That good. You know, and it's like, <laughs> and he's like, he's a little, he's like, he'd turn into like a little like, well, facts don't care about your feelings, gnome. He, that's what he would do. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, Israel maybe shouldn't kill so many civilians. And he's like, anti-Semitism everywhere. Oh my God, it's anti-Semites. Rajashita Tlaib's an anti-Semite. AOC is an anti-Semite. It's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. How do you not see? How is it not right in your face? How hypocritical that is. Like, how oh, is that so hard for you to no. wrap your mind around? He doesn't see it, and I have some Jewish friends that are like, oh, we need to cancel Kanye, we need to do this and do that. Like, they're not mad at They're not upset at the fact of him being so deplatformed. I'm like, weren't you just talking about free speech? Weren't you just talking about promoting free speech and how this is so important and we shouldn't be canceling people? But now all of a sudden, because you got criticized, not you, but like your community, mm-hmm. um, you have a problem with it now. And now you're in favor of shutting them down. It's, it's hypocritical. Yeah, But a lot of Jewish people see this, see what Kanye is saying as equal to Hitler. And I don't know how, but they, they, they do. <sighs> yeah. And, and that's, uh, people throw the Hitler, Hitler around so much. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It doesn't mean anything. It it's goes, just like the, when racism got used over so much, it doesn't mean, mean anything, anything anymore. Thing. It does. What does you it know? mean to be racist in 2022? Anti-Semitic, homophobic. What does it mean? Cause I've been caught all of it. Yeah. You've been gay, exactly, like, as, a, as a gay black man, you've been called what racist, anti-Semitic, racist and homophobic, 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 all of it. <laughs> my bet, my oh, I miss, I literally miss him. Like my one of my good best friends that I had growing up, cut me off because I'm racist and homophobic, and he's a white gay man. He's like Amir, you're just too racist and homophobic for me. Like I cannot, and I'm like, bro, what? What are you talking about? It's so crazy. It's like, the words don't mean anything anymore. I know, and, and it's, it's, like, it's oh, Connie speaking like Hitler. I don't think I, there's a video of Hitler saying he's he's jealous of Jews. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't yeah, I mean, think there's a bit I of Hitler that, praising the Jewish community. Like, I, yeah, hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's, it's, it doesn't make it doesn't add up. But it's like it's a, it's a non-starter, right? It's like anti-Semitic non-starter. Which only yeah. at this point now, because of the way if this would have happened three years ago, I might be in a different camp here, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like. Because of the way the last three years have been where it's like, if this thing is, it's like, there's just like, it's this and you shouldn't see it because it's anti-Semitic or it's racist or it's homophobic or it's problematic right. or whatever it's just, it just makes me want, I'm just like, I'm just going to watch it even harder now. I'm just going to watch it more thoroughly. I'm it's really going to listen now. Hateful. It's the Streisand effect. 
And then it's, and it's and it, all it does, what's the end result of all of this with Kanye? Kanye is whatever, and people are more divided. So yeah. now within the division, there's more division, right? Because this yeah. is, I think, I think this is actually dividing the conservative side of things because everything is political now. Like the right side is more split on Kanye than the left is. The left is like, they're homogeneous in this kind of thing. Yeah, they're like, F it. No one's asking hard questions, right? Mm-hmm. Even like people that I pre- appreciate are like, this is beyond the pale, which it kind of is. But at the same time, like there's something, let's try to be, you know, steel man it if you can. And right. I'll steel man anything. Like that's one thing that people don't understand. Like I'll steel man anything. just just as as a thought experiment because to me that's what critical thinking is can you go make a case for all kinds of crazy shit you have to be a critical thinker and you have to ask questions and you have to dig deep like you have to dig deep and truly fight to understand something and you can't do that if you're censoring someone you can't do that if someone's completely blocked out and by the and you have i feel like there may be more but right now i'm sick with two groups of people you have a kanye or an Alex Jones who gets deplatformed. You have the people that are like, oh, I, need, I don't need to look at anything. He's right. I'm just fighting for Kanye. You know, the people who are really analyzing the situation or analyzing the Alex Jones situation. Why did they get canceled? What did they say? Who did he mean by this? Or what did they what do you mean by saying this? You have the people who are going to research it and dig deep. Any other people that are going to blindly follow them and then go even further, further down the rabbit hole and divide it and not understand what's actually going on. And you're only creating more division by deplatforming and censoring. That's it. Like yeah. that's truly it. It's all it is, and it, it, it's 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 a uh, it's media manipulation. It's it's a it's a control tactic. It really is. And it's like people will talk about Alex Jones, right? And what Alex Jones did with the with the school shooting was just it was gross. Right. It was gross. It was wrong. And I think that he probably owes those those families some money because they were harassed by his audience. Mm. See, I'm about the money a, part. Is I it think a billion dollars? Uh, it's it's probably it's more. I think it's something. There's something within reason. Like if you like say if, like if you harass somebody at work, like this happened mm-hmm. a lot. Like you sexually assault a woman at work. Like you're paid. Mm-hmm. Like that person's getting. You know what I mean? And it's like his audience. It was that's it was, fair. It was his audience that did it, not really him. But the, I know. To what extent but does it like rely on you? Because you can have someone. And these people had like, to move. Had they cost? There's actual financial damages. Like they had to move from their houses because they were being mm-hmm. harassed after their kids were murdered. Like it's there's a lot there where I'm like, and he, I, I think Alex Jones are probably worth thirty million, forty million dollars mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it's like mm-hmm. th- th- at the same time when I look at it and you look at the thing, it's like, well, okay, so it's a billion dollars now. They're trying to go to like two point seven trillion, which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. It's now it's comic. It's like comic book numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what about Jeffrey Epstein's victims? Are they splitting up his estate? Is the is the sale of his island? going to be split up amongst his victims because actually I, if I had to choose you know like, I'd what, rather like what he did versus what Jeffrey Epstein did like Jeffrey Epstein in person mm-hmm. trafficked and raped women right and they were then manipulated by the system and why is and no all one this being questioned on the flight log why is no one testifying yeah, why, why, is, why no is there one... none of that right but but we'll all coalesce around Alex Jones who again it's even debatable whether He's culpable or not, which I, I think he made a huge mistake. I don't think he also should have been deplatformed. I think censoring him was yeah. a, like taking him off everything was a problem. Oh, and I knew it was a slippery slope, but I knew there was nothing to be done about it. I was like, it's it's gone. Huge, now. huge um, problem. And I'm like, what did what did that yeah. case open the doors to? To what extent? Everything like the we're George right now. Floyd family wants to sue Kanye for saying that he died of fentanyl, and it's like, but that's the thing is like you can. It's not illegal to say that. It's also not illegal to be a Holocaust denier. It's not illegal to say all kinds of shit. Like when Candace Owens says that, well, the Native Americans actually fought each other more than, I was like, Candace, please. Like, mm-hmm. look at the real stories. Somehow, it, when all their infighting amongst Native American groups, they didn't eradicate themselves. 
and put themselves yeah. on reservations. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm. there's there's validity. I've also like if you read look at the story there's of Crazy Horse, there were there were there were Westward expansionist soldiers who killed small girls, scalped their pubic area, and wore it like a trophy, like their pubes, as a fucking tr- young girls. And the men came back and found that. So it's like I was actually going my way to a job interview, listening to that story on a, a history podcast, Danielle Bellelli's History on Fire, sobbing. I had to like get my shit together to go into a job interview yeah. like five or six, six or seven years ago. You know, it's like, so it's like you look at this and it's like, we can look at this from all different directions. Maybe they didn't act mm-hmm. intentionally give them smallpox blankets, but it's like when, when imperialism happened, like a lot of people fucking died and it's terrible. Yeah. You know, and we can have a complex decision about uh, a conversation about that, but it's like, it's not illegal for her to have that opinion. It's not illegal mm-hmm. for any of this shit to happen. I think if George Floyd would have died of fentanyl overdose in the paddy wagon on the way to the jail, he would have just been another prisoner that died in the paddy wagon of fentanyl on the way to jail. None of this shit would have happened. Yeah. It seems to me that, it, it, okay, so it's like if you were high on fentanyl and I stabbed you a bunch of times, <laughs> it's like, did you die of fentanyl or did you die of me stabbing you? It's like, well, right. we're, we don't know now, so we're going to go with the the thing that probably killed you. That looks mm-hmm. like it killed you. I don't know because now it's like you maybe would have died five minutes later, but I still killed you. Because I've said this you before. I'm, I'm of the likes where it's like a combination of both. Like, it probably was. Had he would have died alone uh, in the back of the paddy wagon? Sure. But I do think by him saying, I can't breathe for so many times before anybody was even touching him. Yeah. That shows me that he was already having a panic attack. I've taken yeah. Adderall in the past. I can't even have a cup of coffee on Adderall because then I'm like, whoo. So well, I can only imagine. Fentanyl, fentanyl can slow your heart rate and, and breathing rate down where he probably mm-hmm. was. It was like he was panicking, but it was slowing his heart rate down on top yeah. of the fact that the, then you restrict breathing and then you're not, you're already not getting enough oxygen and that's how you overdose on opioids. So is, it's like is a, a, a mix of, a mix of everything yeah. because just because someone, and I saw this on the um, flagrant podcast and it was a good point. It's like he had a lethal dose of fentanyl in him. Well, it's like, what is a lethal dose? Because and I, how long have you been doing it? How much you've been doing? He's also, he's always like 275 pounds too. So he's a like, big boy. What is a lethal dose of somebody? Because I know a uh, certain drug will affect me a certain way where a friend doesn't. I know, like I remember in high school, I remember I took a Xanax and I <sighs> was out. Half a Xanax. And and I, I, had a, I did it one time. It was the worst thing ever. Oh, worse. And then I had a friend who took three bars and it was fine. And that's the thing with, with, like, fit, with fentanyl, Oxycontin, um, hydrocodone, you build up a tolerance, mm-hmm. right? Like I found out my grandfather told me that my grandmother was addicted to oxy, or hydrocodone for 20, over 20 years every day, <sighs> right? But for her, it was an upper. Like this thing, it affects people different. For her, it was an upper. So she mm. had pain relief and increased energy levels. And she was also mm-hmm. in a lot of pain. She was a, a big woman and her knees and just like mm-hmm. were trashed, right? Um. She had a lot of trauma in her life too, like a really rough upbringing. So you get like, yeah. but it's like my mom, my mom was an addict. My dad was an addict. Mm-hmm. You would, and you saw that it was like typical addict behavior. My grandmother who was addicted to pain pills and they tried to cut her off at the doctor's office in my little hometown. And oh. she went up there and raised hell dude. Cause this is they started realizing that these, they were overprescribing these pills and they were, and they yeah, were kind of having to be accountable for it. And she went up there and she's like, you were not. And I was like, she's fucking in her seventies now. Like, what are you going to do? Cut this old lady off? Like she's. <laughs> She's not going to rehab, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, just like, keep what's going to happen here? You know, and it's it, it's it's crazy, but you think about that, like, there's a lot of people who that just affects differently, where if I, if I take a hydrocodone or something, I haven't in probably a decade, mm-hmm. I'm, like, gone, gone. I'm out of you know, it. I'm somewhere else. was surgery. I got all four of my wisdom teeth taken out at the same time. And yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, I was out of it. But, yeah, I think yeah. it's a combination for both regarding George Floyd. Um, but even then, like, I just wish... 
that the society would just move on from issues and wasn't so selectively outraged. And I think that's what, again, Kanye was talking about in terms of Uvalde, um, because he noticed like, oh shit, like everyone's hopping on this Uvalde case, but like, where is the, the, the flack for like the 400 kids that died in Chicago? Yeah. Like, like he's, he's looking at the attention of where media is going but everyone's too focused on what exactly he's saying. And what he's saying does have weight. He is a big influential person. But at the end of the day, I, w- I hope people what people take from this is that they're able to take away the bigger picture of what he was trying to say. And take yeah, I mean, everything. I think it'll be a minority of people that are willing to take that out. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this with the Valdi thing. Because that was just a big topic. And I remember talking. I, was, I did a whole show just on that. That was, and I was super emotional, you know, because mm-hmm. and I didn't think I did. I don't know if it was before or after that I like pulled out every different type of firearm that I have, which is like most. Yeah. Um, and just like, hey, cause people don't know, right? Like you may not yeah. know a lot about like, what's the difference in an AR and a bolt action? Like people don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so I pulled them all out and just kind of like went through like basic gun. Basically if I was doing like a gun safety course for kids, I did that on video. Gotcha. Right. Um, hey. And I was looking at that and I was like, they just kind of talking through the whole Uvalde thing is a part of this. And it was like this Chicago inner city violence is different than a single lone gunman going and shooting a bunch of kids in a classroom. And it's like, I think one of them was like a very much a mental health issue, mm-hmm. kind of probably a gun issue as well. Like accessibility mm-hmm. to guns, um, right. that type of firearm, especially if he went in there with like a pump action shotgun, like he would have definitely been able to kill some people, but mm-hmm. you can, you have to, the reload time is really long, you know? So there's yeah. like, it was a very complex, you know, way of looking at it where I feel like like objectively, if you look at just the numbers, right? Like data, like what's happening in mm-hmm. Chicago is worse. Right? right, but it's the the, yeah. the, the 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 it's the root of that problem is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's less about it's like more about like and even then, I think yeah. it matters. It depends on it's so objective to what is worse because yeah. to someone they might see okay this person having a mental health issue and they're going into school killing elementary school children that's awful. Whereas someone else on the flip side can say like yeah that situation's bad but can we talk about elementary school children shooting each other? Yes. Like in Chicago or like having, um, you know, a 13 year old, like my little cousin, he lives in Chicago. I think he's a sophomore now in high school and he's already lost like four or five friends. Shut Um, the fuck up. Like dead. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, dude. But like it, cause it happens every day, every weekend. And it's, and yes, I do see what you're saying with like, you're having, more and more these very just weak men just going mm-hmm. out and shooting on a rampage. But on the other side, you have uh, just these these deranged children just in a, living in a war zone, essentially. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you... ah, It's just a bummer. It, it's all just a bummer, just overall. Like, yeah, the data's worse. Um, both sides of the argument, they're just bad. But I just think the where the attention's going, like it was interesting, like the Memphis case, the um, the guy who shot the billion- massage parlors. No, no, no. The billion, the billionaire Harris who went missing. She was oh, running. Okay. You remember that case? Huh, she was I running, and then she got kidnapped. Um, and she found out she was murdered. But like, it was all over. Maybe it's Memphis, and I live in Nashville. It was all over the news about this white woman huh. going missing, and I'm like, this is like all the movies, of like you have a white woman going missing and like it's like girl sh- type shit. shut down the country. But then you have 
like black children going missing and black women going missing and it's oh, like not dude, the you same should, attention. Just look at the kidnapping rates in Native American reservations. Oh. Astonishing. I bet it's hot. It's fucking just crazy. Off the grid. Exactly. No one gives a they, shit. No one yeah, it's, no one cares. It's it's so so nuts. They even covered it a little bit on that on that show Yellowstone. They talked a little about it a little bit. But yeah, it's oh, like wow. it is funny when it's like, Oh, this isn't supposed to happen here and it's like, is it supposed to happen somewhere else? Anywhere. Right. right. <laughs> like, and that's it when is you said that like both anywhere? sides both sides that's offering like quote unquote solutions are trash. Mm-hmm. Right? You can listen to like right. what let's just use two we'll use we're just gonna beat Ben Shapiro up today. Jink Uger's solution is garbage. Mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro's solution is garbage. Yeah. It's like there's not and it's like what well, I think you need economic stability, economic upward mobility focused in the black communities. Like yeah. somehow, you know, whether that's opportunity zones, I don't know, but it seems like opportunity zones just gentrify an area and push black folks out of there anyways. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what are you gonna do about that? Like it's it's the crazy it's like what the fuck you know and it's it's such a complex issue that people want to like and that's the thing about our politics now that drives me absolutely up the wall is like no one has the patience to hear out a complex solution that may take no. twenty or thirty years they want like punchline tagline they tweet, want it now and it's like I need this and it's like the same people with all these like climate activists they don't even mm. understand what the fuck they're talking about like dumping milk out in grocery stores and, and to it's that like, point it's like people just have to how, clean that up <laughs> how do we get to a point where the people who are calling for the more 20, 30 year solutions, how do we make them attractive? Like a Will Rouge. <sighs> yeah. Like, how do we make him more attractive and appeasing? Yeah, I mean, he needs to be, I think he would be, would be great in politics. Oh, he, better than me. He's amazing. a little bit more, he's a little Hello. bit more like a, he's a little bit easier, or, at least easier John to swallow Ma- than I am. Or John McWhorter. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like intellectual like people, but mm-hmm. they get stuck in this bubble. And I guess maybe it's because of culture, maybe it's because they're not like, to in tune, I guess I don't know, but yeah, I wish there was a solution to that. You need your attention. Your message needs attention. This is I get frustrated with this too because I always say like I'm you know I'm out here trying to like I play devil's advocate a lot. And like I said, mm-hmm. a steel man every different sides a lot. That's kind of something I really. It's something I just always did and enjoy doing. Worst way in the world to grow an audience, like the worst. Oh. That sucks. I could go full socialist and have an audience tomorrow. I go full MAGA and have an audience tomorrow. It's easy, <laughs> yeah, right. But I can't. It's I, like you landed the politically homeless. Yeah, but I land here and it's like, it's so funny. Even like, it took me two and a half hours to fill out my ballot yesterday, the other day, like three days ago. I got the mail in ballot, which I love getting. I went through everything. I watched videos. I watched small business owners talk about the propositions that would affect their businesses. And I was like, just to get an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why I like mail out, everybody getting a ballot because I can fill it in. I wish I had to show ID when I turned it in, but I want to fill it out at home. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, oh, hey, wait, wait, isn't, isn't that just like a common sense fucking solution to a problem? Like, like, like that right there. We can, we're going to debate about this for 16 years. Give everybody a ballot, a ballot in the mail and require an ID to drop it off. Holy it's shit, too, I just changed the fucking world. It's too simple. <laughs> it's too simple. It's like, oh, yeah, everybody getting it's a ballot. That's, that's more democratic. A vo- a voter ID is racist? How? Well, maybe spend the next four years getting everybody an an ID. Is driving racist? Like, (laughs) (sighs) it brings out Jamal. For those who don't know, Jamal, my name's Amir, but Jamal's my middle name, and that's my angry black man side. When Jamal comes out, he just fucking rages. And shit like that brings Jamal out because I'm, what the fuck? Why do we. In what world is getting an ID racist? And you're like, oh, well, black people don't have access. Get on the fucking bus. What do you mean we don't have access? You gotta have an ID, man. <laughs> to operate kind. society, you have to have an ID to do some shit. So it's like, wow, you would think in order to vote, 
we would require an ID. I want to require an ID. Why not? In or at least like the last four digits of a social or something. In order for me to, dr- for me to drink a yeah. beer, I have to have an ID. So not in order to vote someone in office, I don't have to have an ID. Shit out of here. It's crazy. It drives me up a wall. And that, yeah, no, that drives me down to the whole like trans shit and the kids. <laughs> and well, that's the thing is like, yeah. And I was going to get it. I wanted to get into this after the Kanye thing was like, when you look out right at the world and we're going to, it's easy to pick on the left. I know but we'll start there. Yeah. And I guess we're, that's like the low hanging fruit, right? It's like the trans kids and it's not like, what's driving you fucking nuts right now? Did your, your little infographics and your sliders, like people love that. Mm-hmm. And they're very simple. They love it. And they're well articulated. Very I know simple. I'm not supposed to tell a black man that he articulates things well, but you articulate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I write them for me. I write them yeah. for old Amir. I write them for the Amir who was like deep on the left. Um, that's all I really do. But the fact, the things that are driving me crazy right now is one, the trans kids and trans issue and the whole LGB being lumped in with the TQ plus. I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of it. I do not like it. Um, allowing children to chemically castrate themselves even though they can't get a tattoo because that's deemed too permanent for them drives me up a wall the fact that our um nation's border doesn't have a wall drives me up a wall mainly because we all have a fucking front door with a lock like i i just think that you're you should just have borders like i'm getting a fence on my new house is being built i it's nothing wrong with that uh that's driving me up a wall this whole Kanye shit and like free speech issues driving me up a wall. Ukraine getting all this money driving me up a wall. This geriatric ass president driving me up a wall. All of it. It's just this earth is ghetto. This planet's fucking ghetto right now. Dude. And I needed yeah. to get its shit together because it's, what's it's, happening is absolutely terrifying. And the length that people are going to, to defend it like Biden yesterday or two days ago with Dylan Mulvaney, who is a, She's on like day 276 of being a girl. Um, a girl, not a woman. A girl. A woman. Keep a, that yeah, a girl. No, no, a girl. I, She's very, 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 very out of it about being a girl, really, not a woman. I really hope it's a psyop. Sci- I really hope he just comes out and be like, it was a joke all along. I doubt that's going to happen. But the fact that that man, Dylan, entered 2022 as a man and is now October and is famous Eight million followers met the president. Oh, well, that's the thing too. It's like it's 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 a fucking meme, dude. We're living in memes, right? Where living it's like memes. What's driving crazy. you crazy? Working class people can't get fucking make ends meet, right? Mm-hmm. Gas is through the roof, and we got we're, we're we're depleting our oil reserves. We're we're spending more money in Ukraine than we spend in fucking counties that don't have water. Right, which are numerous in the United States, which is numerous. insane. Brown sludge coming out of fucking exactly. Fountains. Go right? on, right? And all the things, and it's like, the, okay, and then it's like the best we can do is a trans conversation, talk about gender affirming care, which is an unpopular issue. Listen, I think people that are over eighteen can do whatever the fuck they want, and if they make whatever a mistake, you like, want. I, I got a cross tattoo when I was eighteen. Okay, I'm oh, not a Christian anymore. I cover that shit tattoo? up. I used to. Now it's covered okay. up with like a bunch of lotus flowers and stuff, and it's like, hey. I covered up. I took responsibility, and I could have got it removed. Even this was something something I told myself at the time. I was like, I could have got this removed. No big deal. Mm-hmm. My mom even offered to do it for Christmas one time, and then get another tattoo to cover it up because you just kind of dull mm-hmm. it out. And I was like, No, I want the cover up to have to cover it up because mm-hmm. a version of me made that decision, right? right. That's what that's the way I thought about it. I was like, Version. I want to. I want to remember that that tattoo was there for just for my own like. Hey, sometimes you think you. I was like at the time. I remember being eighteen, being like, You'll always be a Christian. 
Like, why would you ever change your mind about that? Like, you know, and it's like, how naive was I, right? So it's just a reminder of my own naivete, but it's like, with the, with the, if you're over 18, I think you should be able to do whatever you want. Like, and I know Jordan Peterson and those guys like have a hard time saying that. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Kids, like there's no such thing. As somebody who understands human biology, who spent many hours of my life, right? Just like understanding this shit, understands uh, the endocrine system pretty well, more than most biology, mm-hmm. like these things that like matter. Development of, of, of cognitive development and how that's related to your endocrine system and your hormone levels, all these things, right? Yeah. They're all important. I am, as a person, generally a minimal interventionist when it comes to pharmaceutical drugs or drugs or surgery or any of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to intervention within your body, I think you, there's, you should look into the body first and what you're feeding it, how you're treating it, those kind of things. Yeah. And then move to interventions second or third, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about giving kids hormone treatments or even worse, surgeries, to do things like postpone, postpone, uh, uh, postpone puberty, that is not a thing. There is a reason puberty happens when it does when it comes to developing bone density. Wood chipper. Neurological development. Like there's, and it's bigger than just your body. Like puberty is way bigger than just your body, right? What the fuck? And can we not even have that conversation? And it's like 80% of the pop, like American public, people will say the left. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I don't, I think those people do reside on the left, but it's like, mm. like normal fucking people are like, like all of my friends are fucking liberals, right? Like we're all, mm. and we're all like fit, like, we're all liberals that could beat the shit out of Charlie Kirk. Are they all like right? against the whole child thing? One thousand percent. Do they speak on it? Yeah, we all are like, what the fuck? Well, some of them, no, it's like, they, it's not even they, real like, like speaking speak on. That's the problem. But it's like, but it's they will amongst themselves, but they're not going to mm. put them like it's like if you own a business, you're not going. to It's like they're politically neutral on everything. Like they're not going to speak mm. up. Like they're not making Roe versus Wade comments, even though mm. they have a, you know, they're well, just hope like, to friends that they say to f- more. Well, to friends, it's more like standing around in the gym going like, what the fuck, man? Like, what is this shit? Because we all, we all know, like we all are, fit, we were all fitness professionals at one time, which mm-hmm. means you understand how hormones affect not just your body, but your mind. Oh yeah. You know, it's crazy. And so you get the situation where someone's clearly has, is either going through a phase, which is fine. Like if a boy wants to wear girls clothes, okay. Go for that's it. That's fine, dude. And you, that doesn't mean you, and what, the whole thing is like, what does it even, I know that Matt Walsh has this whole thing, like, what is a woman? Like, there's a technical mm-hmm. definition of a woman, but what does it mean? To, I don't know what it feels like to be a man. I don't know what it feels like to be a woman. Like, at some point, you're just making assumptions as to what it would be like to be the I say to go back thing. to their name. If we just default to our first name, have everything be the sex, you're male or female based off if you have a penis or a vagina, and then everything else is your name. Yeah. Let's just be fine. Just label as that. Like, oh, I'm a mirror. What is a mirror? It comes with all this shit. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> like, here it is. This is what he does. This is who he likes. This is who he fuck. Like, all of that. Yeah. But, like, the fact that we're even having to have this conversation, I have a problem with. And it just frustrates me on the off the jump because how did we get here so fast? Is it because it is of fast. social media? Yeah. Is it because of these TikTok stars? Is it because they see the fame that comes with being a marginalized person like Dylan who just rose from out of nowhere and 8 million followers. Yeah. I, I can't comprehend it. Who's pushing and advocating for children to cut their body parts off. And it's like, I understand I, that, like, I, like, I love, I love Buck Angel with this stuff, right? So my mm-hmm. cousin's uh, dad is trans, mm-hmm. right? 
And I know that he, it was something he was like deeply ashamed of for a, quite a while, I think. And I think he, I think my uh, aunt who was married to him um, knew that. And they were like, it was it's something she was kind of into, right? So it was like, never, sur- doesn't want <laughs> surgery, still likes women, but likes dressing like a woman. And it was like it, to the point where it's like it became more. And then so when it became more normalized, there was some benefits of that. Like him being like be able to be like, this is who I am. I like dressing like a woman. I feel like a woman. I feel feminine. And then like her harms no one. Not pushing it on right. anybody. Just doing their own fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Which is me as like a, a pro-freedom guy is like, yeah, dude, like do your thing. Whatever, you know. Right. Um, That's you. Like go cool. for it. If you feel free and that's what whatever even got you there. Like you're you're 50 years old, man. Like you do whatever you want to do. I don't give a shit. But it's it when it gets to like with the kid, it's just the kids, and it's the same thing. It's kids with a vaccine. It's the way that Ugh. we had they tried to normalize like shitty food, and it's and it, and then it's also the kids that get brought up into indoctrinated into religion too early, and and they don't yeah. ever get a chance to like really question that reasonably. But the mm. same people who hate the trans indoctrination love indoctrinating their kids into into Christianity, which is odd to me because you're talking about Matt. You're, it's like a belief based system. Now like a, on that point, yes, it is still like by definition indoctrination. But I will say that one's way worse than the other. Whereas like you're. You're it getting depends. a more better person. Like, like yeah, you have the people who either become Christian and they stay or become Christian like, oh, I'm not with this shit and they leave. Um, or become Christian like super hard and they're like having a hard time dealing with mm-hmm. that. Um, but the pushing a trans shit, that's like, that's that's all bad. Well, I think, yeah, it was all bad. I will say the pushback in Christianity is that there's a lot of people that don't get brought up like myself who like, struggle with it for years maybe we're even suicidal for a while like, like for sure with, and that, that, that dealing with that like the, does the, exist. the deep embedded shame of like probably well-meaning people but just that 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 ideology yeah. right and even to this i have point, a like, friend who's in the closet who's eight he's 19 i think yeah and i don't think there'll be a, a day that so hard he comes out because of his family and because they're just so christian and so yeah. like it's just and he loves his family so much he's like i'm no, I'm not gay. And I'm like, we've had conversations and you haven't said it. My mom works it. with this guy. My mom works with this I guy. Haven't, you haven't said it, but you have uh, stated that you would never come out anyways because of your family. So let's be real. Yeah, exactly. And I, I have a, a, a mom, and a guy that, that works sucks. with a mom. It's a, it's a, it's a guy who went to high school with his brother. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, he's gay. She's like, no, I don't think he's gay. I think he's asexual. And I'm like, I've been around this motherfucker for my whole life. He has never, not, there's never been a second. I've, been around him after meeting him where I didn't think he was gay. The only difference between me and the rest of you motherfuckers is y'all actually care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I just don't care. Yeah, it's like he yeah, is. No, no, like, no, I don't think he is. Yeah. But he works like a Christian organization. It's really funny how this all goes, but let's go from, and this is one thing it's funny on the world stage, like mm-hmm. Russia laughs at us now. Like Vladimir oh. Putin brings that kind of shit up when he's giving these speeches, which this whole Ukraine deal, it's like, it's like the same people who are like trans rights, uh, you know all this other shit, right? The, they have the they have this the the trans flag, even though they're not trans, and a Ukraine flag at their window, mm-hmm. not realizing that that shit doesn't even fly in Ukraine. They don't even treat gay people very well in Ukraine. No. On top, also the most corrupt country in Europe. Let's add that on there, right? And they mm-hmm. will, they, now they're dictating how they're going to behave when their country doesn't even exist without us propping them up. It doesn't exist without us. It doesn't even exist. Russia is you. Russia and Ukraine are one one and the same. They're, they're married now. A, a Ukraine float in a gay pride parade, and I'm like, you know, you can't even get married over there, right? Yeah. Like, like, what's up with this <laughs> false ass advertisement and this false ass 
uh, allegiance to shit that the media just tells you to uh, to to praise and promote. Or it's, it's like so all the, it's it all goes back to like our main conversation talking about Kanye, but all these celebrities who are like, I stand with the Jewish community, I stand with the Jewish community, but then they weren't like ten months ago. <laughs> exactly. With it's the like whole, you know, like, Palestine like, issue. It's like come like. But then I, was, I respect people just not speak. There's a Nazi problem in Ukraine. Like people don't want to accept that reality. They have a Nazi problem. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a thing. It's not a joke. It's not a make believe. It's not a fantasy. It's an no, inconvenient it's truth that is there, right? And when we look at how we funded the Mujahideen in Afghanistan when they were fighting Russia, what did that turn into? Al Qaeda, ISIS, right? So we're fighting mm-hmm. freedom fighters <laughs> with that have our weapons that are fighting us now with our weapons that we gave them to fight Russia with. So when you have extremist organi- uh, like factions within a corrupt government, and you give corrupt them a shit hell. ton of weapon. It's likely that those weapons will end up somewhere that you don't want them to end up. But if you're the military industrial complex that only assures that you now continue to have a job. And when your mm-hmm. profit motive is what's driving your decision making, more makes money. You know, and it's like all like so much of this and then people like it's so funny with the with the conservatives that trips me out. Is like they're so they love capitalism so much as if capitalism mm-hmm. doesn't get hijacked constantly by our food system, our healthcare system, our war machine. It's like, bro, you got to quit cucking to capitalism and have I some was, valid critiques. <laughs> I was just talking to one of my good buddies about this. Um, about that's like one of the downfalls of capitalism. Like, yeah, it's great. Sure, whatever. There's no downfalls of capitalism, bro. None. <laughs> <laughs> but it's frustrating that it like it caps. Like capitalism caps our growth. Like I, I yeah. think about how much money is made from plastic when we could easily just use hemp. Yes. But that would cut so much money to where people don't even like really care to do it for the greater good. It's like that part gets frustrating. Or one that's bugged me is this America is always like, oh, we're the cleanest nation. Oh, we don't really like put out that many um, fossil fuels or like, you know, that many uh, pollution. China does the most. Well, who buys the most shit from China? Are we not like, aiding like to the, that pollution? Like, like Dan Crenshaw my... loves saying that. He loves saying that like it's actually these other countries, these like third world, like Indonesia or India, excuse me. And I'm like, that's because where does all Sassoon sends them ketchup-sized packets of shampoo and convince them that's what they need, right? Instead of running off a bar like they used to, and they don't have trash infrastructure. Now the Coca-Cola, Dasani water, you know, Pantene Pro V, whatever is all getting shipped over there because you've convinced them that they need to be part of this consumerism and they don't have mm-hmm. trash infrastructure to deal with that, right? Because they go buy their stuff the same day. They go buy food for that day or that couple of days. They don't live like we live here. But you're projecting mm-hmm. American consumerism onto a country that has not prepared for that and all that shit ends up in the water. So it's That's like maybe exactly. it's not us doing the polluting, but it's our companies that are responsible for that pollution yes. or our consumption that's responsible for pollution in other countries. Exactly. And that's one thing I'll always point out that's the downfall of capitalism is that it does not promote the advancements of our human race. Because if it did, we'd be living in an entire, I mean, shit, who knows? Maybe we'd have free energy. But I feel like it's too late for that because yeah, I, it all goes back to money and fucking power and this earth and this planet is ghetto. And I'm yeah, sad about yeah. it because it's cute. It's, I like the well, grass. What's the thing with like, with like nuclear energy let's use that for example nuclear energy is where we need to go it's the direction we need to be going in right mm-hmm. i think it's pretty well established at this point but you have the oil and gas lobby 
who makes a lot of money from natural gas, who supports wind and solar. Now, wind and solar are a part of this. I think wind and solar are, I know people complain about it. Michael uh, yeah. Schellenberger has like, he's kind of turned into like a right-wing troll. Like he got, mm. he got, I think he got eaten by the machine a little bit and kind of went crazy. He just like, he just is like all woke this and that. It's like that. Mm. When, when somebody says woke, my, like, my eyes roll out of my head and I quit listening. Yeah, I can't. I'm just done with it. But um, I think it's all part of it, affected part of it, but it's like the wind and solar will always have to be, be backed up by natural gas. But the natural gas lobby, so or the gas and oil and gas lobby, so powerful that they will now back up wind and solar because that's better for them than nuclear is. Nuclear. I forgot <laughs> who I was listening to, but someone said it's going to be a um, like a false flag, so to say, regarding nuclear something in Ukraine, and they're oh, going to the hijack bomb? hijack the word nuclear mm. and not want people to vote or push for nuclear. Um, like energy, energy. Yes, because they're gonna well, see if you nuclear don't, if, and be like, if, no. If Europe doesn't it. get natural gas from from Russia, then they're not, they don't have a choice but to go nuclear or start burning wood. Like, what are they yeah. gonna do? And that's gonna that's gonna get, that's just gonna get real this winter time, dude. They're like, you're gonna get real over like, you know, we'll do anything for Ukraine when people are fucking broke, hungry, broke, hungry. You're only like three months. Is it three missed yeah. meals from a revolution? Like that's what you're always at. It's like, yeah, dude, people aren't. That's that's crazy. I mean, it's like, it's gotten. I, I don't understand. I mean, this has been a thing since the Bush era, dude. That kind of changed these things, like this post World War II, but then into the Bush era where it's like American interventionist nation building. It's like we were like I actually defended Biden mm -hmm. with the Afghanistan withdrawal because I don't. Like, he wasn't. He's not. A, he's not a general, right? He's not the one actually making those decisions. And I think my conspiracy mind goes. Okay, the people that profit from war are in bed with, in the revolving door with the people that met that that run the military, right? The generals right. They, they go they go from working in the government to working at Lockheed to working in the government to working at Raytheon to Boeing. So it doesn't benefit them to have a clean withdrawal. It actually benefits them to have a messy withdrawal. That way, next time we're in a conflict and we go, we need to withdraw from this. Everybody on, on the, all the talking heads from the CIA and wherever on MSNBC, Fox News, wherever will be like, oh, but then it'll just be like the Afghanistan withdrawal. And then we can mm -hmm. kick that can down the road and stay in it. So I was like, that's not really up to, that's not Biden's thing, right? Like Biden's not in the military. He's not a right. general. He's yeah, not no. making that decision. It was always going to be a shit show. Also, that's how, when you lose a war, it's a shit show. I'm sorry to tell you this. We didn't fucking win that war, guys. And this is what losing a war looks like. Grow the fuck up and accept that reality. So... I defended in there, but it's like we were out of war for five and a half fucking minutes. And all of a sudden now we're yeah. spending 10 times the amount of money we were spending funding a proxy war in Ukraine that Ukraine cannot win. So we're literally risking nuclear war for the goddamn Donbass region, dude. Like, is a mushroom cloud in the United States worth the fucking Donbass? And how stupid and manipulated do you have to be to believe that that's fucking worth it? That even the th if the threat of nuclear... War goes up 5%, which it has. It's not worth it. All of Ukraine is not worth it. How much does Ukraine have to do with your day-to-day -day fucking life in the United States? Zero fucking percent. Zero percent. And if you think that means that now Putin, who is struggling to even take Ukraine, by the way, is going to take over all of Europe like Hitler tried to do with a weakened military? You think that's going to happen? He, can't, he can barely. If that was the case, he would have taken Ukraine in three days. He would have blitzkrieged their ass Easily. and it would have been over with. But that's Easily. not the case. So at the same time, he's a madman. But when he talks about using nukes, you shouldn't listen to him. And he is—he uh, has imperialist ambitions to take all back all of the Soviet bloc. 
But at the same time, he, he's, he can't take all of Ukraine effectively. And you're supposed to believe all of those things, which all contradict with one another at the yep. same time. That makes no fucking sense. No. no sense at all. The narratives are fucking out of their, like people have lost their minds. They've completely gone ape shit on <laughs> all of it. And then it. you had this thing, and it, here's, I'll, I'll finish with this. <laughs> you can tell, let you jump on it. But then I watched, so I took, told you it took me about two and a half hours to vote. Yeah, to yeah. fill my ballot out. And there was one guy, I think his name Ad, Adland, I think is his name, running for Congress, um, which congressional seats, candidate quality doesn't matter that much, but it matters to me, right? Especially mm -hmm. in, when it's somebody who's representing my district here. So I voted for... Um, Michael Bennett, so a, a, a Democrat for Senate, and there's a reason for that was um, he has this core program which protects public lands. And the guy yeah. who was running against works in construction, which means I know he's going to privatize public lands, which I hard no on, yeah. and turn that into housing because he's got homies in the construction mm. business, right? He was also bitching a lot about um, the student loan relief, and I was like, yeah, this is. He had some good stuff. It wasn't bad, but like I know Michael Michael Bennett can get on his knees and suck Joe Biden's cock, oh. and I'll still vote for him if he's going to protect public lands. Like, that's how much it matters to me. Mm -hmm. Then you go down, and I was like, all right, we got a congressional race here. Um, and it was this woman, I forget her name. She was like a nothing burger, right? Just typical, like running as a Democrat in, in a purplish district. And you got this other guy, and he was he was kind of an election denier, which was like, it was the stuff he said wasn't crazy crazy from what I saw. Right. I may have been wrong. Um, but he seemed to have been like, hey, you know, like most of those people did, said that it was mostly, I'm really talking about the Hunter Biden laptop suppression, which there's a valid point to be made there. That, that is there, yeah. And he goes, I think, he said these words, he goes, I think at minimum we need extreme oversight over the funding and, 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 and support that goes into Ukraine. And I was like, I'm voting for that guy. I'm voting for that guy. That's like such a vanilla thing to say like, oh, I just need oversight. And then you have the progressive caucus like Ro Khanna, Premier Jayapal, AOC, yeah. write this letter to the president being like, the most vanilla letter ever, be like, hey, Joe, Joe, you've done a great job. We love what you've done with Ukraine. We really, we really appreciate all the support you're getting and, and fighting back against the mean guy, Putin. We just think maybe we should pair up our, our support for them financially and with weapons. We should also pair that with diplomacy. And then... The neoliberal consensus fucking lost their mind, and within 24 hours, these pussies took back the letter. They, re they, they retracted the letter. They retracted it. Within 24 hours. And they said nothing controversial. What, if they would have released that to the United States, 95% of people would be like, yeah, that makes total sense. But the blue checks on Twitter drugged them, called them Putin apologists, said they were aligning with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. And it's like, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert are dumber than hell, but like they have, a, they may, they may, it's like, you know, they may. We they need can to be right together about somehow. We need to yeah. reach a middle ground somehow. It's like, some way. God forbid least, they were they were being shamed for being uh, take our wins. <laughs> take the win. Right, right, right. It's kind crazy. of like that that story that Tulsi Gabbard talks about how she was in Congress or whatever, and she made cookies for everybody, and even the Republicans, and she gave the cookies to the Republicans, some Hawaiian treat, and they were like, "Yeah, no one over there comes over here like that, or like this is not <laughs> normal," and she's just like. It's like a school dance when everybody's here, like awkward. Right. Isn't our whole goal here is to like come together and merge? Even though we're different, let's just find the middle grounds. But yeah. no, they don't want to do that. And the way it's gotten that way, is, it seems like it's a, it's, a, it's, a long, it's a long game as to how it got here. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's just happened. It feels like it just happened. But if you go back and look at, you know, the McCarthy era, mm -hmm. JFK, the way that socialism got demonized, now you just call somebody woke or social. Like, woke is a new socialism, right? Instead of, yeah. like, Fox, it doesn't mean anything anymore because it just gets overused by boomers. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, it's a trip. And when we look at that whole thing, it's like, what in the actual fuck is going on? And then it's very likely that we're going to have Kamala Harris versus Donald Trump. I don't think so. For Do you think so? It's possible. It's too, it's, is it going to, is it likely? I don't know. I'm on the fence. I don't know. Cause you but look at them. Those it's black too pages. Possible. <laughs> you look at them black pages. They do not like Kamala. No, I mean they don't. They don't at all. No one does. Why would you? But she, how Pete. is she the fucking vice president? I see Pete coming out of nowhere. And be like, I'm going for it again. But even Pete, Beto, they're all fake Obama. They're just Obama, like a bushly gas Obama trying to be like That's Obama. Fair. I used to like Beto O'Rourke, and that guy fucking lost his mind. I liked him he, whenever he was running against Ted. He's Ted Cruz, crazy. He lost his damn mind. It's wild. We live in a crazy world. So. We should on the left. I knew we were going to do that. You spend a ton of time mm-hmm. with Republicans, conservatives, conservative yeah. commentators. Um, you've been to, you go to Daily Wire events. You and Candace are friends, which yeah. I like that. It's fun. And you give me, you get, to, you get a finger on the pulse for that stuff whenever I reach out to you. Yes. What frustrates you about that side of the world? Because you don't see that. The low hanging fruit, the, the mm-hmm. pinata to punch is the left. It's easy. Right. Right. It's also, it, people love it. People want to like share yeah. that shit. They like it. They comment. Yeah. Whenever you have valid critiques of, or whenever I have valid critiques of the, of the conservatives, mm. I get a lot more pushback. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I don't go at them hard, but sometimes, you know, they're, mm. they're craziness, especially when it comes to like, let's like rethink gay marriage. I'm like, let's not, let's not do yeah, that. Yeah, like let's not do that. Well, mm, <laughs> let's rethink. I'm down for the term, but not for the action. Um, I'd rather I the government not be just, in marriage at all, but like I also yeah. don't want you to say that marriage can exist and 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 it's illegal for two men to be together because like f that like that's just not yeah. gonna happen not gonna fly with me yeah but um, it's like it's a word things, it doesn't, it things that frustrate things me yeah. things that frustrate me with like the right that i see especially lately would be the gay issue that you know you have gays against the groomers you have this coalition of gay people on the right who are being vocal against the same thing that majority of the right is vocal against um but they don't get the certain attention or how uh they're very like tribalistic almost in that if you don't act like a conservative then you're not one um Mm. so right now i just say like i'm center right i just say that i'm that's just where i land um Because like, oh, like if you're conservative, then like you can't be gay. And it's like, okay, well, would you want me to vote for Biden then, or do you want an extra vote for Trump? Like, what do you want here? Um, <laughs> that frustrates me. And then you have a lot of people who left the left, or they say like the left left them. Yeah. And you have this growing, growing mound of people who are politically homeless. And it's like they almost can't even get an invite from the right because the right gets too focused on them. Um, oh, like, that's just degeneracy. Like, you can't... Like, people shit on Linda all the time. Wake up from Linda. They shit on her sometimes because she works out in, like, a bikini top and, like, her biker shorts. You know, like, oh, like, mm-hmm. you have to cover up and be modest. Things like that frustrate me. Or, like, Daily Wire, love them. Like, they're cool to hang out with. They throw great events and whatnot. But it's like, could I ever have a show there? Or no, because I'm gay. Things like that. Yeah, it's the Daily Wire trips um, me out a lot, and I think about that a lot because I would, I would love to, ha- I would love for political homeless to be at the Daily Wire, like right. And I think you having a show, me having a show there, like that would be awesome. I think it would be mm-hmm. great for them. It'd be great to diversify their brand. I think we fit in line with like the free thinkers and like, but it's like oh, for sure, it's so ideologically driven that it that would never work. Exactly, 
and that's where it kind of like that's the one thing that kind of bugs me about the right is that the whole just like cult like behavior and that and then the whole how do i say this people not practicing what they preach elaborate like like at these like conservative conservative events that i would used to go to because i don't really go to them anymore um i mean we're all human i mean they get lit Mm-hmm. We could turn like you see the drugs, you see the alcohol, you see people partying and it's like, aren't you just fighting against that? Or like you see like, oh, like I'm against gay people, but like, I just heard that you just like call me dick. Like <laughs> what, like what's really going on here? Like, and I always will say that a trans man on the left has bigger ball. No, a trans woman on the left has bigger balls than some conservative men. Yeah, dude. That's at least the they're vocal. Conserv- at least they're vocal in what they want. Conservative men, they yeah. just trip me out. A lot of them do. Um yeah. Because they're too stuck on, I have to be this man. And it's like, bro, you ever heard of toxic masculinity? That shit's real. That shit's like, like you just balling this up and not saying anything and only venting to your gay friend or just balling up and not saying anything is a problem. Um, so yeah, those are some things that bother me on the right. Just like the whole like, oh, we're in this together. This whole like hive-like mind mentality. Um, certain gay issues. Uh, hypocrisy. Um, those are some things. When the more restrictive you claim to be in the way you look at it, something. Right. The more you open yourself up to the hypocrisy, right? Like yeah. he's very, it's very, there's things I'm definitely hypocritical about that I don't see because we aren't who we think we are, right? Like the way that the right. world sees us, the way we, way we see ourselves is often different. But it's really hard to find me in that, right? Because it's like, I'm making a decision based on principles. <laughs> like it's like, I, and, I, and I think with conservatives, like there's so many try hard conservatives. And when you talk about that with these men, like I actually think Charlie Kirk's probably gay. Yeah. Uh. I like it, look at it. I look at him. You know what I mean. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and how much he cares about these certain things. Like you can't care that much, unless there's some reason to care that much. You, I think you just care because of money. I mean, when you're in charge of an organization yeah. and with all this money, you have to care, and be the forefront of Maybe. that for the donors. But it's like, are you? Is this guy really embodying masculinity? It's like these guys that talk about masculinity all the time. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'm like, dude, I would slap you in your face. I, I don't. And I'm a think- liberal. You know I don't think saying? I know what masculinity really is. Yeah, they have an idea of it. It's like it's, it's like they watch a John Wayne movie and they think that's masculinity. And I'm like, it's way more than that. Like being able mm-hmm. to actually speak up for what you actually want is a masculine trait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, like femininity, like femininity is actually more powerful than masculinity. And if you look at the scale of the way things work, like there's something yeah. more. Gra- like the way that David Data says it, it's really interesting. Is masculinity is the ship. Right, like goal oriented, mm-hmm. boom, boom. I want to go here. I'm doing this. It's very focused in that way. And this doesn't have to do with like gender as much, but there are trends, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he said, masculinity is a ship. Uh, femininity, femininity is the ocean. <laughs> it's like, oh, you get to go where it allows you to go, and you have to work with it to get the maximum benefit out of out of out of reaching your goals. That's like a healthy relationship, right? right? And it's like that's and that's it doesn't matter. It could be two men, two women, whatever. Does it like that's not? It has nothing to do with that. I know a guy who was, you know, a CrossFit Games athlete who was the feminine feminine role in his relationship. 
right? Like, so it's like oh. the big, strong dude, but his wife was the mascot. The big old teddy bear. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said, and he was just like, and he was very emotional, very successful, but very emotional. And his wife was like assertive, goal oriented, like focused, kept him reined in. And it was like, so it's not about gender necessarily, but there is something to be said about that. But you can't, you have to look at the nuances of that. And that's one thing with the, like, I had the the folks from Gaze Against Groomers reach out to me, mm-hmm. and I know there's uh, the one white dude. Uh, he really pissed me off. I forget his name, um, but he like which one? I forget his. He like does the. Um, what I don't, there's one he does like the really intense like he dresses up he's like flamboyantly gay evan mm, i don't remember but we were getting into oh, it I, I have a non-traditional relationship with my wife and we sometimes mm-hmm. hook up with other women right we both like that something we do together it's fine and i brought that up and he he responded something about it because it was on the podcast or something like that we had I'd shared and this is a gay man, right? Who I'm like, mm-hmm. you do whatever you want to. I'm like the least judgmental with that kind of shit. Like I don't, I have zero, give zero fucks. In fact, me and a buddy of mine, when I own the gym, we're out having beers, watching football with a, a gay couple that goes to my gym, went to my gym. And we, they were mm-hmm. giving us tips on anal. <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, these people know better than we do, right? Like, like I mean, that's like, fair, like, we do. <laughs> I was like, we learned a lot that day. You know what I mean? And it was like, it wasn't like, oh, this is weird. It was like, what can we learn, you know? Right, that's and cool. So like, I don't give a fuck. And this guy told me, he said that he would rather have an abusive father like he had than have parents who have threesomes sometimes. And I was like, go fuck yourself, bro. I was like, you judgmental fuckhead. Like, don't come and tell me how I should be doing my relationship right now. Um, That's wild. I think his handle was like Polita something or whatever. I don't remember. But it was- Rather have an abusive family than someone who just like is very just sexually open. Yeah, and it's like, dude, we're like, we're probably gonna be going to hotels and stuff, and like, have somebody watching the kids if we want to get out. But it's like, it's nice to, you know, it keeps things fired up. We enjoy it. We have a good time. Like, whatever. Right. And it was weird, and I was like, that. Wow, this is really strange. That like, even within something that like, where I'm really super open to you, mm-hmm. my like little deviation from normalcy is like a fucking problem for you. And it really ups. It like bothered me. It like got to me. Mm-hmm. And even when they, they reached out to me, wanted to do a podcast, like wanted me to have on the podcast. And I was like, listen, man, I don't appreciate calling people groomers. Like, I don't like people. Every, I don't like overusing the word racist, anti-Semitic groomer. Right. Like, I feel like it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's just like, you're not helping. Cause that, that can so easily be turned on just a gay school teacher who isn't doing, isn't pushing an agenda. Isn't just a, who's just a teacher that happens to be gay. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden even they got to be scared. Even if it's against, like the name is against it though. Like, it was like, like blacks against racism. I mean, the way that they're going about it, I just, the, the overuse of that word, like what they're, they're calling anybody, like if, if you can then, it depends mm-hmm. on what black against racism was doing, right? If like, if they're, if it's like, I think, I think the main thing with gays against groomer is why it's maybe called gays against groomers is because groomer was quick. I mean, quickly being hijacked Yeah. to just mean anyone gay. That's what I'm saying. And I don't like, that's and, what I was scared and of. And now, I want to platform that. And now I think with the help of gazing as groomers, it, it's separating the two. Okay. Because it's showing that there's people that are not gay that are against that. Whereas before, yeah. all I was saying was, oh, this person's a groomer because they had a fucking rainbow flag in the classroom. And it's like, bro, chill. It's the colors. So are they coming out when somebody says that? Like, oh, hey, they, they have like somebody, and some teachers have like rainbow curtains in their classroom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, if, you, if, you're, if it's a kindergarten class, like rainbow curtains. That's important. Curtains they need to like, know that. They need to know the well, colors. 
Well, but it's also, it's like rainbows are appropriate in kindergarten classes. Like um, uh, yeah. Gallagher had rainbow overalls. Like it's not, you know, it's like, right. it's like, it's not, a, it's like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. and okay. like it's, it's all a kid's, of it. It's, a, it's like, just because it's a rainbow doesn't mean they're going to be talking about sucking dicks. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, those it's two that things part. aren't the same. And I don't see gaze against groomers, like calling that shit out, like the overuse, mm. right? Because I feel like if you're going to use that term, like you got to say, um, you got to be able to call both sides. Like yeah. here's overreach and here's a real problem. Cause a lot of stuff they're posting, mm. I feel like is a real problem. But right. whenever somebody's like, Oh, this person's this, my kindergarten teacher's gay. It's like, who gives a fuck? No one cares. Yeah. Like this it's is like, actually homophobic. Kind of call. Yeah. Calling out both sides like saying like, all right, here's the real issue with this and why it's not an issue. Or here's like, yeah, I can see that. I can see that perspective. Yeah. So it's just, for me, I felt like it was, it was being weaponized against just innocent people who are just trying to do their fucking job. Mm-hmm. And then especially when you get to these like, even the Florida bill, they get like what they called the don't say gay don't bill. Say gay. I read, th- I read through it and I was like, the problem with this bill isn't, I mean, the, the politicization of it made it really noisy, but it's just so right. it's not, it's not descriptive enough. Yeah. It's, it's super it's pretty vague. vague. It's very vague. And then you go, and so you got, you're going to have people who are like, hang on. I thought that I was going to, my kids were going to have gay teachers. Like there are going to be some people that are like that. Mm-hmm. Then administrators going to be like, God fucking damn it. You know, it's another it's like, one no, of those it just things that they can't really talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, my problem with that gay bill was okay what do you do with a pregnant teacher yeah because clearly a pregnant teacher means that she was fucking a man <laughs> so Maybe. is she not putting her sexuality on display oh no yeah it just i'm just always like looking farther down I'm like where is this what is this opening yeah I'm like, it's it's all just, crazy. it gets tricky man it does but it's Again, like it's just it's all scoring points now. It's just point scoring, and it's yeah. it's who kind of pushing me away from it. I'm like, who, yeah, who can dunk on who? Oh yeah, that's all it is. That's, who that's can dunk on who? Who can say what? It's who can be the most offended? It's just I'm I'm over it. I'm over it all. I talk my shit online. I work out. I take care of my fitness. I do some random giveaways, and <laughs> I'll give my kind of commentary on social and you know political events. Other than that. I'm minding my business because this world's too fucking opinionated and too fucking crazy for me. Well, tell people what this giveaway is. I like these giveaways. I like watching this. It makes me happy. Uh, I love it. So, uh, periodically throughout the year, I'll just randomly be like, hey, everybody, um, go ahead and Venmo me 50 cents. We're going to go tip a waiter or something. And then people Venmo 50 cents. The so 50 cents adds up from all the followers. And we tip like $500, $300, you know, whatever it may be um, to strangers um one time i was like hey i'm gonna go to target and let's fund someone's christmas everyone donated we found this family who it was just a crazy story long story short she um so does a grandma and a three-year-old boy super cute and the grandma actually just got full custody of the boy and the two other siblings because the parents were addicted to drugs mm. and they were looking at what to get for christmas so i said hey I'm going to walk around with you and him and I want him to pick out stuff. Then I'll come back, buy the stuff and then put it in your trunk. And so we walked around with the little boy. He's like, who are you? And I'm like, Oh, I'm grandma's friend. And he's like, I want this and I want this. And we ended up spending like $1,500 and got like switches. We got some games. He got Lego sets. And then, um, obviously his dad's not around. And this one touched me. I got him a little, uh, the little baseball, thing but it's on the on the wire on a oh yeah yeah so you can hit it and then get it yourself so you can play by yeah. yourself because obviously no one's around to help him play i'm like oh little buddy but we got him that um 
It was super cool. So giveaways like that. That's what I love to do. Just like to just occasionally just like raise money online and just give it out because there's too much shit going on. This is ghetto. So I just need a little <laughs> happiness. It's just, I need a little happiness. <laughs> the world is ghetto. That's the name of this podcast. Dude. That is. The world is fucking ghetto. Well, man, um, before we get out of here, uh, what can we do to make it better? What can we do to make the world less ghetto? What needs to happen? And just a couple things. Taking care of home. Like, like some basic Jordan Peterson shit, like making your bed, but like literally taking care of your mental and physical health. The more you spend time prioritizing, drinking water, working out, reading books, paying attention to the smallest details. How are you talking to yourself every day? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you moving throughout your day? Is your life designed for you, for you to be, you know, like stress-free like my room. I'm very minimalist. Like my room's blank. I like it like that. It eases my mind. Um, just taking care of home because like, damn, like too many people are, like I always say, if your house was on fire, but you also have a leaky faucet, are you calling a plumber or are you calling the fire department? (laughs) And too many people are calling a plumber. It's like, call the fire department, get this shit fixed in your life and actually pay attention to what's going on in your immediate family, your immediate friend group and your immediate neighborhood. Instead of worrying about what's happening 6,000 fucking miles away. Or instead of hap- worrying about what a b- black billionaire is doing and talking about. Instead of being offended for a community that you know nothing about. Instead of defending a country that you can't point on a fucking map. What can you do for yourself to make sure that change is happening for your world around you? That's what I want you to focus on. And then we can move on. Amir Odom. That's it. <laughs> Where can everybody find love you, brother? Connor. I love that, dude. <laughs> uh, everyone can find me at amirodom.com. Um, easiest place to find me and my website. Uh, also, amirxodom on Instagram, A-M-I-R-X-O-D-O-M. You can find me there. And yeah. Yeah. And we'll link all that stuff in the show notes. We'll share it everywhere. Videos will be coming your way. Thanks for doing Appreciate this, dude. It, next time the next time the world's on fire, we'll uh, we'll jump on and oh, yeah, <laughs> Earth's ghetto part two. It'll be a series. It's kind of like Joe Rogan and I forgot who, but they always like dress up in costumes for their shows. Uh, Duncan um, Trussell. Yes, Duncan Trussell. We'll have a version of that. We'll have Earth's <laughs> ghetto part two. I'm gonna come to Nashville for next time. I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna Bruh. drive the truck all the way down there and just Let's like road trip it. Do it. That'd be. I think we just started a new series. Earth's ghetto. There we go. And we're just gonna rant. I love it, Connor. Thank you so much for everything, brother. It's a pleasure being here. Of course, you too, man.